you will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B O D I dot com. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. We are live. We are tired. And we are back from BravoCon. It's crazy to think, depending on when you're listening to this, that a week ago, we were about to embark on a journey. And what a journey it was, Abby. What a journey. Um, it went by so fast and so slow at times. I told people I felt like I was in New York for a year, but I also feel like I blinked and it was over. Uh, okay, before we get into the tea and the juicy bits, let's just give you guys a rundown of where we stayed, what we did. I will say just to kick it off, overall, I had an amazing time. I like loved every second of it. Um, uh, yeah, I agree. I had the most amazing time. I will say we did have moments because you have to remember, you know, we're coming out, not that the pandemic is quite done. I know COVID is probably going to be with us, but I haven't been around that many people in a while. So you and I don't get anxious around crowds. And there was a moment of like, whoa. And it's also like overstimulation. Like there's a lot to see, a lot of people, like it just takes a minute to kind of take it all in once you're there. Yeah. Yeah. We'll dive into that moment. I'm sure you guys can guess because if you were following along or following other accounts, you probably heard about it. Um, But we stayed at, let me also say this. And a lot of you have been really sweet, like you guys deserve it, you know, way to go. But if you are trying to do BravoCon on a budget, do the opposite of what we did this weekend. We have been saving for this planning for it since the 2019 BravoCon wrapped. So we've had three years of wanting to do this trip, looking forward to it, saving up for it. So we went big and we stayed at the Pendry um, Hotel, which I don't know. I mean... I feel, I mean, it was a very luxurious, I can't think of like a better hotel that we could stay at unless we would have had like a penthouse suite somewhere, but even the penthouse suite at the Pendry would have been amazing. Um, yeah. And I will also preface this. This isn't like hashtag ad, like we didn't yes. get our hotel. We tried, but <laughs> we, you know, we hustled, yeah. you know, we hustled, but no, we stayed there. It was an incredible experience. I actually um, met someone who knew Luke and started putting in those feelers for Ashley before we got to Luke. Um, but they treated us so well. And it's also location, location, location. So for us, knowing how we experienced in 2019 and just giving you all tidbits to plan for next year, for us being remotely close to the event location, which in this case was Javits Center, it was a quick, like what, less than 10 minute walk to get there, yeah, which is very really quick. nice. Um, 
to like kind of start your day. You feel less rushed. You don't feel like you have to get an Uber or, or get on the subway. It just kind of helps you kind of ease into the madness of the day. And then if Abby, for instance, needed to go back for whatever reason, um, it, that didn't happen or me, um, yeah, it was, but it was safe. Way. And yeah. I felt safe walking by myself. Um, in New York. I mean, honestly, I think that the one thing too, like in New York in general, I think you do feel safe because people are always walking around all night. So I never once like worried for my own safety, but I love where we stayed Thursday night. Everybody wanted to know where were you guys Thursday night? And we will break down Thursday night a little bit more, but we went to dinner at catch. It was delicious. Um, and that's where we saw, I saw more Bravo Lebs and talked to more Bravo Lebs at Catch than I did all of BravoCon, I felt like. Yeah, no, Thursday was kind of like we're kicking off the weekend. Um, so we picked Catch. We did not know walking into it that all the Bravo Lebs were going to be there. We did know where they were staying and the whole world knows it at this point. They stayed at the Gansevoort. So I was like, oh, Catch is across the street from the Gansevoort. Maybe we'll see someone. Well, shit. We get in there. The first person we see is who, Abby? The Kyle Richards. It was like, I, I like freaked out. You're like, Kyle's here. I'm like, what? Where is she? And I looked over and sure enough, there she was. In the beginning, we were trying to be really like respectful of like everyone. And so we just like kind of like cozied up to her and just said like, hi, like we're really looking forward to, you know, this weekend. She could not have been sweeter. And she actually was like, wait, haven't I met you guys before? And that was like a very real, like surreal, weird moment. And she mentioned she was getting dinner with Justin Sylvester, who we're like obsessed with. and then. I'm ch- trying to check in and we'll just start off by saying too, we love our friends, but gosh, darn, they are never punctual. <laughs> they were running so late. We're worried we're going to lose this table. So we keep checking in with the hostess as I'm doing this. Shannon comes up right next to us. We start talking to Shannon and John. Then it's Vicky, Vicky's husband. As we're talking to Vicky, or Vicky's Vicky, boyfriend, not Vicky's husband. boyfriend. Sorry. Um, and then her son was there as we're talking to all of these people, Reza, and Gigi walked by. And then before we know it, it's Heather Gay. It, like, it was just wild. And then we're sitting down eating dinner across from, ironically, Reza and Gigi. And Miss Phaedra Parks sits down right next to us. And like that to me, I was like, this is going to be a really good night. Like, it, it felt was like, like to our courage. And I'm sure you guys kept along on our stories, which we have as a highlight on our Instagram page. You could tell when the booze, like the more liquid courage. Yeah. Like uh, Abby mentioned uh, with Kyle, we're like, they're respectful. Didn't want to like get in there. And then the more we had drinks, we're like, fuck it. Let's just go. Let's do this. Yeah, like Phaedra. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was like, yeah. like literally I yelled Phaedra. I was like, oh my God, it's Phaedra. And her friends turned around and they're like, you are not subtle. Like, Oh yeah, no, we were uh, very aggressive, but I will say everyone was so nice. Um, very amazing. Uh, Phaedra couldn't have been more lovely. She was there with the people of Cameo. She, it cracked us up. Like funny fact, she would touch up her makeup before each photo had this, um, had ring her like light. ring lights, like <laughs> With her, um, our photos with her, she looks phenomenal. I just wish the person would have stood up. I hate when people take pictures. Well, and I think the where up. the light was, the ring light, there was a shadow yeah, over yeah. somebody. It was just, it wasn't the best photo, yeah. but she looked great. She looked great. Well, we asked her about coming back to Atlanta. And what'd she say, Abby? I said, I want to get you your peach back. And she goes, oh, honey, I don't want it. You'll see me somewhere else. She's got other things going on. So don't worry about Miss Phaedra Park. She's doing just fine. Everyone's saying they think we're going to see her in Dubai. I don't think that's it. I think we'll see her somewhere else. Um, 
But yeah, and then as if it couldn't get any better, we're leaving and there's like an upstairs area and we're like, well, let's just see who's upstairs. I mean, gosh, we've seen every like Revel Lab there is. So as we're walking over to where the stairs are, just casually sitting there is Heather and Terry Dubrow. And she is, of course, having a glass of champagne. Um, but somebody had bought them tequila shots and they didn't want them. So they gave them to us. And she, for as fancy pants and I, I think kind of, I'll just say pretentious as she can seem on camera. She could not have been nicer. She was so engaging, was so sweet. She's like, let's go on each other's podcast. I'd love to like talk to you guys. We, of course, like strike up the whole mom thing with her. Um, but I, I just, I was kind of in awe of how nice everyone was. I didn't have one bad encounter on Thursday night, except for possibly, I wouldn't call us bad. I, I'm like still honored by this. Liquid courage hit us a little bit more as the night continued. And we're like, let's just go to the Gansevoort. It was across the street. We're like, we know they're all staying there. Like, let's let's see some people. And so we walk into the Gansevoort. We're trying to get onto the elevator. And at this point, the world did not know where they were staying. Uh, so we're waiting for the elevator. And James Kennedy comes by. And I go, oh, my God, James Kennedy. I'm the real mom's of Bravo. And if you followed our stories, you know, he was like, it's the real mom's of Bravo and like made fun of us. And I, I mean, I, for me, that was so on brand. I loved it. Like, oh yeah. All you want. Yeah. Like, I was we, not offended. So we all. got escorted out and on our way out, we saw Lala, <laughs> Katie. Um, so we Heaven saw a lot. Them. I mean, and I was going to go back to the DeBros. Terry DeBro can have been more lovely. I took the tequila shot. I made a joke because literally I don't know him. I made a joke that was like, is this roofie? Because I don't know you. You first thing you do is offer me a shot. It was totally joking. It was in, all in good fun, but he was, they were really, really lovely um, and really nice. We saw like all of Orange County now that I think about it. So many of the Orange oh, County true. cast, except yeah. for um, Tamara. But yeah, Thursday night really set the bar high. Um, and then rolling in on Friday. All right. So Friday happens. We go to, um, we went to the uh, a producer, Ultimate Girls panel, producer um, panel. It was fine. I don't think they spilled too much tea. Um, they just told us some like funny anecdotes about like who takes the longest, how much luggage they have. They told a funny story about Ramona, like making the producers like bring all of this Ramona Pinot Grigio, but it was for the women. It wasn't for the cast to even drink it. Um, it was, I, you know, it was one of those panels. You're like, okay, like that was fine, but I wouldn't be like, oh, you had to be at that. Yeah. I have like a couple more like fun tidbits. Like Lisa Barlow wanted to be on the last ultimate girls trip. Um, they're saying season three. So this next one that's coming out, it's going to be rival scary Island and better the Cartagena Pepsi is their host there. They said he's a star, which if you saw the preview, you quickly see that. Um, they said that Candace took the longest in glam, Heather, Leah, Giselle, and Whitney had no glam squad. Um, yeah, we will, they said we will not see Vicky on Orange County as well. That was something that was asked, but I don't know TBD on that. Um, and they said Phaedra was the heaviest packer because she wanted to give us looks. And then I I had the opportunity to ask a question about reunions and they seemed very receptive to it. So it makes me think that after the next girl's trip that we'll get a reunion. It seemed like they were like happy that you asked it almost as if like, yes, thank you. Because they even, they kept saying for the walls that are listening. So these producers like don't have say in what gets approved and what doesn't. So I think they were really appreciative of all the ideas because they're like, these are things we've been wanting to do, but we haven't been able to. So the more, you know, we're vocal and say like, let's do this, let's do that. Um, 
the better chances they are of getting those things they want. But I, it was, yeah, overall, that was a good panel. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Wasn't like crazy tea. It was like, I think it was one of those, like it was lighthearted. It was kind of a little bit more like silly stories. We went to ask Andy and we were, you know, to me, this seemed like a very like, oh, like we were excited about it. It'll be a good panel. Didn't seem like it was going to be anything too crazy. And I don't think anything too crazy was revealed. Um, Hoda and Savannah from the Today Show were hosting it, which was really exciting. But as we're enjoying Ask Andy, we could start hearing a crowd outside of these curtains. And we're being told that the line is already wrapping around to get in for Beverly Hills, which was immediately after. Um, For those of you who followed along BravoCon, you know that this was kind of like when the shit hit the fan. Uh, We had several people getting up to go ask security, are you going to clear out the room? And they said, if you are VIP or SVIP, so just a reminder, there's general admission is like the main level, then VIP is in the middle, and then SVIP is the highest level. And we'll talk a little bit more about why you might want one over the other. And we'll discuss the budget regarding those costs yes. too. So we'll get into yeah. the details of that as well. But so security is like SVIP and VIP can stay. We're like, oh, thank God. Because like there was such a line where like, do some people go line up? No, it was it was like stress is building already. So they close Andy's and Andy's panel. Everything goes fine. And... I think they were going to slowly let people come in, but instead, um, some of them like just like knock over the, what are they call extensions. I never know what they're called, but those like little rope things. And they, I mean, basically like over a thousand people start swarming into this room that is already pretty full from Ask Andy. And they're getting pissed because there's no seats to be had. People are saying they played for SVIP. And mind you, it's like a thousand people basically surrounding where all of us were sitting. Yeah. So the room, I listened to this on um, Amy Phillips, shout out Amy, um, that they, that room held 3000 people and there were 4,500 at one point in that room when it was at full capacity. So I also um, heard some people's feedback and they said, because me, myself, because I was already in there, I had stepped out to go to the bathroom and there was a side. So these people online are seeing people going, coming in and out. And they eventually like swarmed that area too. That's like side entry. So security kind of lost control. And Abby and I looked at each other. And again, like we're pretty extroverted. We met so many of you. Thank you for saying hi. Uh, but in that moment, I was like, holy shit. Like I needed to like stop and take a breath and felt like a little bit claustrophobic. And I think there was like this like moment, <laughs> Lucy from Lucy on the ground even said was like, if there was like a fire or something bad were to happen right now, all of us are dead. And I was like, oh my God. Like it was just one of those moments. Like sometimes you're very aware of a crowd, like at sporting events, you like oftentimes don't see it because it's not all concentrated, but to have 4,500 people in a room that was meant for 3000, you could feel the walls caving in on you. It was like, it was a lot of people. It was a lot of people. And you know, we immediately see security. They delayed it. It was delayed like by what, like 30, 40 minutes before they kind of got their ducks in a row um, and started clearing the aisles and clearing people. They started checking wristbands. Like it was a little bit chaotic. I do have compassion for the staff and I do feel like they did their best in that situation. Um, Also, Abby, you noted like you've never seen so much security surrounding the stage. Like I can only imagine the anticipation that the women had even coming out. Yeah, I think like they were protecting the stage. I mean, mind you, all this is happening and the women are in the in the back waiting to go on. So they're hearing all this. Somebody with guest services or guest experience came out to be like, there are too many of you in here. This is like, this is a safety risk. 
we're opening up the curtains and we're going to create standing room only. And like, it was like, not now, but when we tell you, please don't start moving now. Like they were like worried about people like rushing in a stampede and people getting hurt. And like, I think of this, like at this moment, all of us are like, this panel isn't happening. They warned us that they would might, they were going to cancel it. Uh, but the panel happens. So I, I'm, and we messaged Kyle Richards and she confirmed, like, they were all pretty rattled. Like they're hearing all of this. They're like, holy shit, there's all these people. Like it, they're already seeming agitated and pumped up. And so they're announcing the women. And I'm sure you all heard, uh, Rena gets announced and people start booing. I did not love that. I know some people are like, oh yeah, that's awesome. I was a little disappointed that the boos were so loud, although I can understand she's a bit of a polarizing person, but um, Rena then flicks off the audience with, I think then just set the tone that she, lo- I mean, honestly, she was like sitting there, she was loving being the villain, but it just she made embraced this like, it. yeah, it was like a weird dynamic. I will say that. So my biggest takeaway from Beverly Hills, minus the whole catastrophe. And I also want to add people saying people after that were quoting it as calling it fire festival. If you know anything about fire festival, it was people who showed up to an event that didn't happen. That didn't like they were promised like luxurious accommodations and food. And they didn't have any of that. We still got a Bravo con. Did they run out of toilet paper early? Yes. Did they run out of water early? Yes. I don't think they were ready for that big of a crowd, but I think to call it fire fest in my experience, like my personal experience of it seemed a little dramatic. Oh yeah, no, I agree. I think it was, uh, it was, yes, it was a lot. Um, and I will give credit to Bravo and the people behind the scenes because they course corrected the next day and the following weekend, um, and kind of buttoned things up. And I noticed an improvement from someone just attending. Um, so I tip my hat off to them and, you know, Beverly Hills panel was probably my least favorite panel and it had the biggest commotion just because it revealed nothing. Brad Goreski was the moderator who I love, but he was so, I think, nervous based on the anxiety of what was occurring, but he didn't, based on some of the other panels that we'll get into and tell you guys about the other housewives panel, it was like nothing. Like it was yeah. just like, they didn't, they barely scratched the surface of the drama. Um, he and kept it was going back like, to like. Now, Garcelle and Sutton, tell me a little bit more about your friendship. Like, we've talked about this. And like, he was giving them softball questions. He wasn't really touching on what we all wanted to know about, which is the the drama that's happening uh, that we were seeing play out on the reunion. So um, that's that day. I think after that, we went to one other panel and I forgot what it was, but we were all like, we're done. Like, it was just kind of like, after all that, it was a little emotionally exhausting and and we still had watch what happens live to get ready for. yeah so the first day too like we took it all in um it took a moment to like get my ground my bearings on the venue it was a huge event space um just kind of there's so much to see it was like eye candy everywhere and I kept telling myself it's like look up you never know who you might miss walking by and we did see a lot of people um in terms of how it compared to 2019 I will say that in 2019 was a magical experience in the sense that we legit thought we were getting a fire festival because Bravo <laughs> had zero details, but they like pulled it off and it was incredible. It was also much smaller. There was f- about like 5,000 people versus the 30 to 35,000 at Bravo this BravoCon 2022. And there were also three different venues, which I didn't love at the time, but after experience the crowds, I kind of liked house it felt a little smaller um there was one stage that we gravitated towards on saturday that felt had a little bit more of that vibe and we just attended all the panels there but um 
2022 was fabulous. Like, guys, we had the best time. We got to meet so many different people. We got to meet you, most importantly. Um, but I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, 2019 was a special inauguration experience because it was just small, very small. Yeah. Like, you could walk through the Bravo Bazaar and Ariana and Tom uh, were running their booth, but no one was like swarming them. Um, it wasn't. It, it wasn't like these like rock stars. It just like makes me laugh. I'm like, it's not Beyonce. It's just yeah. Craig. <laughs> like I love them. Don't get me wrong. I love these people too. Hello, we have a podcast all about it. But it's just. It was just different. Yeah, I think the swarming of it. So it was a good day, but I think it was just like whoa. Um, it was a lot to take in. The other thing too with BravoCon, I will say, like everyone's like, oh, it's so exhausting. The days are so busy. Like you, it's stimulating. You're going to all these panels, and then the nights are kind of packed with stuff too that friday night we went to watch what happens live legends ball there weren't a lot of tickets available for that and i don't want this to make it sound like we're not grateful like we were so happy we got to go i'm jealous of everybody who went to the other watch what happens live because the legends ball was um the reason why it was hard to get a ticket was the basically on the floor for if you paid for floor seats there were maybe 80 floor seats to be had uh but there was enough room for 200 it was all press and, and ad sponsors that took up the front part. So if you, when you got there and you arrived there, the floor seats, there were literally like four rows in three different sections. There wasn't a ton of space on the floor. And um, there are also those who were on the balcony. I heard there were some like sound issues and stuff. It seemed like they were still kind of working through it that night. I'm just a little bit jealous of people who went on the other nights because you got to get up a lot closer. If you had floor seats, you truly were on the floor. And if you went in 2019, the Legends Ball was honestly just a redo kind of of that first Watch What Happens Live where it was all the different casts coming out um, from the different franchises and shows. And then they did like a squash that beef. And then they did a little musical number um, that was like a medley of uh, Kenya. We had Sheena, we had Candace, and then we had, um, Melissa, Melissa with on display. Yeah. So I'll be honest, you guys, I was like drunk. Like Abby was like, well, did you watch this? I was like, I guess not. I, guess Melissa's I, like, I mean, uh, Vanessa's like, wait, they were singing. You also though made friends with, Van uh, with Vanessa made very good friends with Dolores's boyfriend. And they thought it was funny because Vanessa gets confused. Sometimes there'll be a picture of Dolores and somebody like, I thought that was Vanessa. Or will there be a picture of Vanessa? It's like, oh my God, I thought that was Dolores for a minute. Well, and listen, guys, I know I do not look like Dolores. Like, it's very nice of you guys to say that, but we, yeah. Could, Anyways. Yeah, but. I mean, maybe if you like squint your eye. Uh, but so <laughs> Paul, Dolores's boyfriend and Vanessa thought it was fun to tell people they were Dolores and Paul. So you were busy doing that and you missed probably the last third of watch what happens live. Vanessa didn't even know people say that. Was oh my no, part. I had no idea. I was like having a good time. Like just because, because where we were, was so close to the bar. I just like hung out at the bar and talked to Paul. Um, we saw Brock, um, had a nice conversation with Brock. I would say you really bonded with Brock. You talked a lot about, um, the preeclampsia that Sheena went through and how that's impacted her. I almost completely forgot. If you followed along on stories, you already heard this, but I'm waiting in line to get some drinks. And it was, God bless these bartenders, but it seemed like it shouldn't have been too complicated. Like the options weren't very, like, it wasn't like these were like specially like crafted cocktails where they're like squeezing like the juice from like a, a papaya or something crazy. Um, so I'm like waiting in line for what feels like forever. I'm finally almost neck. I'm next. There's one person ahead of me and this blonde just kind of like tornadoes in there. It's Ramona. 
And she just starts yelling at the bartender, I need a vodka with club soda and a lot of limes. And we're all like, Ramona, there's a line. And Ramona, you should be behind stage right now. Like, you shouldn't be out here at this bar. And so then I also said to her, why are you not ordering a Pinot Grigio? She told me that she no longer drinks Pinot Grigio, for those wondering. Too much sugar. She asked me, too. She goes, I've lost eight pounds. Can't you tell? Which I've never met this woman in person. So I was a little like, I don't know if I would notice eight pounds on like a, a dear friend. That was a random amount, but apparently Ramona has lost eight pounds by dropping wine. She then left and didn't pay. And like, to me, like everyone's like, what a bitch. I mean, that is a very like entitled move, but again, so on brand. I, I was yeah, like, I, I feel like with some of these people, some people were so like put off by either Ramona or James Kennedy. Like, I'm like, this is what I expect. Yeah. <laughs> like I would say most people are nice, but everyone was nice. And she wasn't like necessarily rude, mean to you. She was just rude to the yeah. staff. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, we had so many fun encounters and then we went to the bathroom. Um, we went to the bathroom and when we came out of the bathroom, we spotted Austin and Shep. And I also saw Reza again, had a lovely conversation with Austin, which guys, I already told you, I was feeling really good. and was really overserved. And I told Austin in a very nice manner, mind you, that I didn't really like him at first, but he turned it around for me. And he appreciated that. You also told him that he's a sexual beast. And like, I'm a little now like cringing. I'm not as drunk as Vanessa. And I'm like, oh, wow, we you just called Austin a sexual beast. Like in my head, I'm like, oh, damage control. What do I say? What do I say? Because I'm thinking like somehow he's going to get mad. You've told him you didn't like him, but now you do. Then you call him a sexual beast. And like, seriously, in the most genuine, like he like literally like locks eyes with Vanessa and the most genuine voice was like, thank you. I needed that. Like, so I was just laughing. I mean, yeah. What am I watching? I was like petrified when you, honest guys, I I like totally grayed out. And she told me, she's like, yeah, you told him you didn't like, I was like, wait, what? But you're like, you did it in a nice way. I was like, thank God. Thank you, Jesus. Ludi Um, was came out. That's our, my drunken alter egos, Ludi, um, which is my first name. Fun fact. Uh, Vanessa's my middle name. And that's what I've always, that's what I go by. But But, I was out in full force. It was great. It was, that part was really fun. We're then exhausted. We go home. Oh, Um, wait, you're missing who we saw when we left. Oh my God. We're walking out. You're right. See, it's all blurring together. This is gonna be the longest podcast episode. Buckle up people. Go to the bathroom now. Hit Hit pause, drink some water. We were leaving and Vanessa's favorite housewife is the grand dame, Karen Huger herself. And we're just like trying to figure out where do we want to go? Are we going back to the hotel? What are we doing? And there's like, you know, there's like these buildings and there was like a, it was that like, it was like a little, like it went in a little bit and created like this little cove on the side of a building. And the grand dame is literally like hiding in this little cove and we turn and she's wearing a like bright green. She was very noticeable and she's putting her finger over her lips going, shh. Her manager is trying to tell the driver where they are. And so she's like, I'll take a picture with you. But sh- sh- she just didn't want people to see that it was her, which I could understand. But she literally was 10 feet away from the <laughs> exit of the uh, where we were the Harrison ballroom, where it was being held at. So I was like, you're not doing a great job of being incognito, like go somewhere. It was block hilarious. Away. It was so funny and classic Karen. I was just so happy that I got to see her twice. I like love that woman. She's just funny to me. She's just yeah. very on brand for herself. A lot of these people are. So that was really fun. Um, okay. So now moving on to Saturday. Saturday, um, you know, I think we're all going into it. Like what's going to be different? What do we expect? We had heard through Facebook groups and other people talking like, go to this other room. So one thing I will say, kind of talking about the overall experience. 
the way the rooms were set up, if you were VIP or general mission, and a lot of the rooms, including that where they had Ask Andy, um, the first one we went into, I think it was called like On Display and um, Don't Be Tardy, those stages had these like large columns and large speakers that would block your view of seeing directly the stage unless you were SVIP and then you were in the center and you could look right at them. They did have TV, so you could still see it, but at the first BravoCon, it really didn't matter where you were. You could see the people on stage. If you went to the Feeling Giovanni room, that's where they didn't have those columns in the way. And it felt a little bit more like BravoCon 2019. And it was just a little bit like smaller, a little more intimate. So we went to a couple panels in there. But honestly, the one that really sticks out to me and I think sticks out to everyone is the Salt Lake City panel. So this is the last one of the day. We have already sat through a few others, including the the Jersey one, which honestly, like the there really wasn't much tea from Jersey. Other Vanderpump than, was great. Um, Vanderpump was good. Yeah, oh, we yeah. found out that Dodie and Austin have hooked up in the past. Um, Chris, uh, the most surprising hookup Katie has the hardest time after the reunion will be Raquel. Raquel's going to have a rough season. Um, this one was like a fun little tidbit to me. Like two things. Schwartz didn't want to do the sandwich shop with Katie. So they're yeah, like so the sandwich Ariana. shop. So yeah. Ariana. And then James, classic James, signed up for Vanderpump Rules for the free trips. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess we'll, let's do a highlight that of New Jersey. So basically, Teresa said that fame and money um, ruins family. And that's what happened has happened with her and her brother. Teresa does regret the Jackie and Evan Ruver. Or even though she kind of was like, I didn't start it. And was like, oh, my God, come on, Teresa. They said that they think Mar- uh, Margaret's the one who leaks stuff to the press. And let, let me also preface by saying we did not make, they had to split New Jersey into two parts. Andy addressed this. And he said it's really because Teresa and Melissa are not in a good place and they didn't want to put them, just have the two of them going at it and fighting. They wanted it to actually be an enjoyable panel for everybody else. So they split them up. So yeah. we missed the first one, which was with Margaret, and Joe, Margaret and Joe, and then Jackie and Evan. They we also attend- said um, they didn't want it to be a live reunion. Sorry, just picking yeah. it back. Oh, he yeah. Also said that he didn't want which it is- to be a live reunion because the season hasn't aired yet. Which is kind of funny um, when we get into the next panel. But um, basically, I think, you know, we get to see a preview of the wedding special that's going to take that's going to come out next year between um, Louis and Teresa. Um I, I just, I, there really wasn't that much like tea from that one necessarily, like necessarily. No, than- no, I feel like so many of the, some of the panels, like the cute, they always allowed for Q and a from fans, which is great, but it's only great if people actually ask good questions. <laughs> I'm sorry yeah, to like, be God, a, I'm sorry God to be a bitch. This one woman, but she spent 10 minutes setting up her question, which then had nothing to do with the setup. She apparently met Teresa one time. And like, I was joking with people. She was like, do you remember when you met me 10 years ago at a bookshop? The sky was a bright blue. It was 72 degrees outside. I couldn't decide if I was, should wear a coat or not. Like, this is literally like, she's like, it's like an internal monologue. And we're like, please just ask your freaking question. So um, we didn't get to as many questions that time. So there wasn't as much tea spilled. But um, when we got to the Salt Lake one, it truly became a live reunion. So also it's being hosted by Karamo, who from Queer Eye for the Straight Guy and also has his own daytime talk show. And he was just the perfect moderator for this. Like he was asking the best questions and he handled it like a pro. The mics weren't working. So then he starts sitting next to the woman, having him speak in his mic. Like he didn't miss a beat. And he had a lot thrown at him that I think for somebody else would have been like, oh, what do I do now? But 
basically all the questions start, like no matter what was being asked, it turned into the women fighting. Uh, we have a lot about the divisions of within the team, within the women. What about where would, so the, where would Jin Shaw be sitting? So there were two couches and it, it was kind of surprising. It was uh, Whitney Rose and Lisa Barlow on one couch. And then we had Meredith and Heather on the other. And it's very clear that bad weather there. It, I mean, we're seeing Truly it play out now, but it's bad done. weather. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was honestly so intense. I mean, as fans of these shows, I think there's a part of us that's like, wait, are they playing this up for TV a little bit? Like, we've watched this for so long. No. What you see is truly what you get. These people are, are what you see is what you get. Like, the tension between Heather and Whitney, honestly, you guys know how I hate watching families fight. It was tough to watch, but it it was like, holy shit, they're, they're going there. Well, like, no like, hesitation. All of yeah. them. I think like it was like funny anytime somebody would say something, then like like Lisa would be like, well, Whitney's not a good friend. And Whitney's like, should I say what you told me off camera? Do you want me to put out there, put that out there? And then Lisa's like, how about I tell everybody what you said on the Red Rocks? You know, like it was like, whoa. And they were like exposing a lot. It it truly became a live reunion, which is why it's so ironic that they split up New Jersey because they didn't want that to happen. But then what happened with Salt Lake made it like everybody said it was the best panel. We all left it being like, what is happening? Everyone's looking around. It was like those women just came to play Meredith. So the whole thing about the hot mic with Lisa happened. And Lisa was saying that what was happening was just, a t- she didn't intend for anyone else to hear it. It was just for her. And Meredith grabs the mic and goes, go to my Twitter, look in the picture and you'll see the reflection of a man, like the man in the mirror on top of the producer that is talking to Lisa. She knew people were in there. She knew it was being recorded. And everyone's like, ooh. It was like, I mean, I have chills reliving it. And we try to capture so much of it. So again, like take a second and listen. I know the audio is is not, might not be the best, but we tried our best to capture some of these moments during um, the panel. So we have those on our Instagram page for you to check out. But it yeah. was ins- it was insanity. Like all of our faces were dropped. Like it felt like the closest thing we would ever get to um, actually watching a live reunion. And I listened to Andy afterwards. He's like, see, guys, it's not that easy. You see what I yeah. have to deal with. Um, and imagine like eight hours a day of that. It was like really funny. He was just very much like, it's yeah, like it was a shit show. Yeah, it was a complete um, shit show. So then we were there for the Potomac um, panel together. And for those wondering who followed along, I made the call Saturday morning to go home early. I like knew I was already getting pretty tired. Um, Friday was really exhausting. And unfortunately, the way the flights worked out, there was just no way if I wanted to leave early that I was going to be able to attend uh, the Bravo Palooza that we had purchased, which was a way for only 100 people to go to this private room with like drinks and food. And I'll have Vanessa talk about it more. But that's where you got more of that one-on-one with the Bravo loves. Now I've seen a lot of reports that it really depended on who you had at your Bravo Palooza on whether or not you enjoyed it. And they did not release who was going to be there until you walked in. Like you had no idea what Bravo Lebs Bravo Lebs were going to be there. Um, but I did not make the decision because of Vanessa snoring. Oh <laughs> my God. I forgot about that. Oh my God. Yeah. So Saturday, Wait, Friday night. That was Friday night, the snoring when you slept in. No, no. No, Saturday night. Oh, Saturday night. So Saturday, um, we went and whooped it up with our friends. Um, We had dinner at Mirandi, which was very delicious. Um, No James Corden behavior. (laughs) If you guys have been following on that story, but it was really fun. And then we just were like, where do we go? We just started walking around West Village. 
stumbled across Carrie Bradshaw's stoop, which was hilarious in the moment. Um, Abby was cracking my shit up because she was, like, so tired but delirious but also, like, like funny. Like, you were just <laughs> – it was funny because I place. wasn't even drunk yet. People are like, you haven't had that many drinks. I'm like, I think I'm just so sleep deprived that I have like no filter. And like somebody would walk by and I would have some comment, like nothing like judgy or mean, but I was just on one. And so we were just in a silly, goofy mood and we made our way to this dance club or this bar that they said was a piano bar. We're like, oh, that could be fun. And they're like, well, actually there's a dance club upstairs. And you guys, this is such like a lost like type of bar, but it was a music video um bar where all they had were music videos playing everywhere and it was all like the music we grew up to as tweens and teens yes and it was near stonehenge so we were like in the i think the gay neighborhood um of this this part of west village but it was um iconic and we danced and sweated our asses off um we were so fucking hot so that's the night i was like sworn like snoring excuse me um, like really bad that Abby had to get another hotel room, which is completely embarrassing and mortifying. <laughs> um, but it happened. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it, but you know what? I will also say like, if you've ever been in that situation where you're like in a room and someone's snoring, you like go, like I've slept on a couch. I've like, people were like messaging, like I slept in a bathtub because of that you just like, you're so tired and you keep hearing the snoring and you can't sleep through it but I couldn't go anywhere else. Um, so I just called down to the front desk and got a room right next door. I think my favorite part was Vanessa texting me. and was like, where are you? Like, I think there was like a moment of like, oh my God, we lost Abby. Um, but anyway, so we digress. But so I um, was leaving early on, on Sunday. Sunday, which I mean, I'm sorry that I missed some of it, but like thinking how I'm just now recovered and I woke up this morning feeling like a normal human being, I think um, I made the right call. I also... For those who forget, I have a three-month-old at home, so I didn't get to come home and, like, actually get good sleep. sleep. <laughs> so I was like, I just got to I gotta call this one. But it was a great time. I had so much fun. And then the Potomac panel, I think for us, the highlight of it is we'd been manifesting this hookup between Luke and Ashley, and then it, it happened. And it I'm going to let Vanessa happened. talk about it because it was yes. your manifestation. Oh, my God. I have, like, chills talking about it. So I did post a reel slash TikTok all about this, but you guys have been following along. You guys already know. I don't even need to go into the specifics in the story, but – Lashley is happening. I, I think it's happening. I slid into Ashley's DMs. I'm like, she said she's hoping to see him again. So we'll see what happens there. But she also um, said that she was surprised by how much they have in common. Um, so I don't know. I have high hopes. They seemed, I received, so many of you guys messaged me videos of them from um, Saturday night was Tom Sandoval's concert. And so many of you saw them together. Um, and said, like, it felt very genuine. Like, there seemed like a lot of good chemistry, holding hands. Um, someone spotted them at the hotel. She also said, like, she left her hotel room at 3 a.m. So, if anything, I think she got that coochie craving. But we'll see what happens next. So, I don't know. I'm I'm very, very excited and delighted by all of that. Um, so Bravo Palooza. So after that, a couple of a couple of things. Another thing that I didn't mention, and it's just fun. And we have a highlight that has. I'm sorry, a reel that has this as Bravo Land was really cool experience. Um, they, it's really like a Bravo museum, and that was really really great. But they had. I love that. Yeah. yeah, it was amazing. So the Bravo Palooza, you walk in, it's essentially happy hour with these Bravo lips, and you had no idea who you're walking into, who you were seeing. 
So in my Bravo Palooza, I had Jackie Goldschneider, Lindsay and Carl, um, Gina and Emily from OC, Reza, Kyle Cook, Raquel, Katie Maloney, and Tom Schwartz. So I was like, holy shit, like this is amazing. They had um, walking around past hors d'oeuvres, um, had an open bar, and you just got to like have a mo- much more intimate setting and got to mingle with everyone. So I chatted with, I have, we have, you guys know, we have a connection with um, Jackie and Lindsay. They immediately knew who I was and gave me the biggest hug and spent so much time talking with me. Um, Jackie filled me in on the drama that happened at the, the drink thrown around the world that we heard from Jennifer Aiden and the night before that night. So I got to hear um, from her point of view, what happened there. Uh, I saw Lindsay's ring, got to talk, you know, figure out, got some more insight there. Um, Katie Maloney talked to her. So she's looking like a snack. Like she looks so good. She does not like Raquel guys, not a fan Raquel, this bitch walks in with her Tom Tom sweatshirt, wearing her sunglasses. I'm like, um, what? I like approached Katie at one point during this happy hour and was like, is she really wearing um this Tom Tom shirt? And, and she's like, yeah, she's their number one fan. She's thirsty. And I was like, oh my God, this is incredible. Um, Lindsay and Carl were so lovely. I had a side conversation with Carl and kind of told him, um, kind of gave him uh, you know, like mama, mama proud moment of how he's ch- discussed his mental health. And he was really appreciative of that. Um, I kept checking in on him and being like, do you need anything? Because I can tell he was kind of getting a little overwhelmed by just all of it. Um, what other tidbits, Tom Schwartz, I mean, Schwartz, I, Schwartz is actually my number one guy. He's the guy that I would, of all the guys would take home. Um, we actually forgot to mention Andrea which that oh yeah oh gosh yes andrea we saw andrea andrea is incredibly lovely he's always so kind to us in dm so we were dying to meet him and we saw him at the bravo um uh bazaar and he stopped and he was getting mopped and stopped and chatted with us and was so incredibly lovely so he was great um, I'm trying to think of like what else happened during the Bravo Palooza. You know, my biggest, the biggest thing was with, with Raquel. Um, Reza was there. So it was really, really fun. And then I went to the Watch What Happens Live shade room that night. It was incredible. Like one of the best things I've ever witnessed. Um, it was everything and more. I highly recommend that you guys watch it. It's out right now. It had the jaw dropping moment of Erica saying PK and Dorit is a Bravo Liberty couple headed to Splitsville. It was fantastic. So um, it was all in all a huge, huge success. It was great. It was a great end to my BravoCon weekend. Um, Just a few fast questions that you guys have been asking us. So in terms of budget, um, tickets are, so tickets are for GA for three day was 430 plus taxes and fees. Bravoholic um, VIP is 825 plus taxes and fees and then SVIP which is 1950 plus taxes and fees. So this is not cheap. Um, and I will say if you want to have a better experience, and I know some of you at GA did still have a great experience, I highly recommend VIP or SVIP. I, w- I would recommend SVIP because the better for those couple of um, rooms where you have the like columns in your way. The other thing with SVIP is there was a lounge that you could go to to get like water and like light snacks and they had a bathroom in there. 
the lines for the bathrooms were like we joke that like if we weren't in a panel, we were waiting in line, whether it was to go to the bathroom, to get a drink, to get food. Um, so I think having that would make it a little bit more enjoyable, not having to wait in lines for like water and stuff like that. Um, also with SVIP, you got to do almost every add-on. I think you got the Legends Ball, you got one of the other Watch What Happens Live, and one Bravo Palooza. So, you know, I think like you you get a lot more with it. That being said, we know it's not cheap. So we had the VIP. Um, which I like was like saying, I don't remember the exact amount when you add in like the fees and all that, but roughly $900. Uh, our hotel stay was not cheap. I think you could definitely, if you wanted to do this a little bit more like in the middle, you very well could. Our entire stay, not including the other room, um, the one night was around like $3,500. So this is for four nights. Um, again, not cheap, but I think you could have like found somewhere that maybe would have been more around the $2,000 range. Yeah, absolutely. Factor in like our drinks and our meals and all that. I think together, I was telling people, I think like all in, we spent around $6,000. So $3,000 each. Um, Yeah, no, it's a lot. And guys, we went big. So we're the extreme of this. So I don't want to like shock you, but you guys asked, so we're telling you. So don't come for us. (laughs) Well, because I feel like it's annoying if someone's like, oh, it's not that expensive. And then you guys, you know, if you're starting to plan for this and you're like, okay, not that expensive is also, you know, relative depending on who you ask. But if you're thinking about how much do I need to save for it, tell your husband or like, I hate to say, tell your husband, talk to you. Like when you look at your finances, talk to yourself, talk to the people involved in your financial decisions that you're, you're probably going to need anywhere from like, I would say 3000 to $4,000. And then that way, if you come under, that's just icing on the cake. But I just being realistic, that's probably what you're going to spend. Yeah, no, it's, it's not a cheap weekend. Another thing I want to add to you too, if you can't, and you're like, I need to do GA, if you're doing GA, don't stand in line for the photo ops. I think that wastes time. You're better off hanging out by the Bravo Bazaar and trying to like grab people as they walk by. Or even I've heard a lot of people encounter people near like the cafeteria. So there's other ways to get those interactions with your Bravo lebs without having to stand in the lines for the photo ops. Also, like it's all how you want to frame your experience. Like we thoroughly enjoy the panels and we got to see that. But if you don't want to sit in the panels, you can do like the Project Runway, um, video, sir, video. And again, if you're all about meeting people, just walking around is the best way to do it. So um, just want to preface that too. Like it's just all on how you want to frame it for yourself. And it's just setting those expectations. But everyone is lovely. You have, you're with your people. It's like, it's really cool, actually. <laughs> it's a little nerdy, think, but it's cool. Yeah. I think the cool thing, too, is like a lot of people, like, could I go alone? And we say this every time, but I'm going to keep saying it for people who maybe you don't have friends and Bravo and you want to go do this. It is not one of those situations where you show up and you feel like you have nowhere to sit at the lunch table. You truly, like as Vanessa said, you are amongst your people. When we went in 2019, we had never met. Lucy, Maggie, Danielle. This time I had never met Hayden or Christian and we were like hanging out with them. You, you will find people online. Uh, there was a nice article in the Daily Beast that um, Sarah Galley, um, Dame Galley wrote and she interviewed our friend Lucy from Lucy on the Ground and she was basically saying, you know, like I live in Chicago and I'm on the subway. People don't make eye contact. You don't do small talk. You don't talk to anybody. When you're in the lines, like people are like, hey, what panel did you come from? Or have you gone to this thing yet? And everyone's talking and it's like, I don't know. I guess it was like for as much as the craziness was with Beverly Hills, to me, that was just like a little tiny thing. Like overall, I think it's like really this is going to sound really cheesy, but like for us as humans, it's kind of nice to see people like helping one another out and talking to one another. I heard a story about 
there was somebody in line and the bathroom was like, oh my God, I don't have a tampon. And all these women are like looking through their purse and someone had a tampon yes. and passed it back in the line and everyone's cheering like, yeah, I saw. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's, it's like, a great. Yeah. Great, great weekend. And, um, in terms, you guys asked us too really quick, who is the rudest Bravo lab? I shared this. Anthony was not a Bravo lab, but from queer, I was a dick. He was a dick just because <laughs> he made things weird and acted like he didn't he was, need to be. He yeah. just made things weird. Um, but all the Bravo labs we've encountered were absolutely lovely and so kind. Also got to chat with Craig and Paige. They were so sweet. Some of you are asking me about those too. Um, but all in all, like, I mean, wow, what a weekend now I'm like home with a sick kid and you're back to like mom of three and back to reality. But it was a lot of fun. I also want to say too, um, this is, I hope this doesn't sound like egotistical in any way, but a lot of you came up to us and introduced yourself and asked to take pictures. And I loved it. Like, you know, I'm, we hear stories that like, we heard stories of people like Bravo accounts, like wearing masks and sunglasses and hiding. It's like, you are, you're amongst your people. Why would you want to hide from that? But so many of you came up to us and took pictures with us. And it was like, for us, that was like so cool and such a surreal, awesome experience. And then a few of you were saying like meeting us was in some ways more exciting than meeting a Bravo celebrity this is by no means going to my head. I feel like this is, I'm trying to say this in a, a <laughs> in the Midwest us, way. Though, that was a very aha moment because when Vanessa and I started this about four years ago, our only goal and hope was to kind of just create this online community of people who felt welcomed, included, and just a space to share the housewives we love, the housewives we don't, we could debate it in a fun, you know, silly manner. And so for so many of you to come up and say like, you were so excited to meet us. It was kind of like just this like aha moment and like, of like, we did it. Like we did it, Joe. We created this space. And I just want to thank all of you for being part of that creation. We're really just the two people that get on these mics and talk all the time. You guys are like what makes the the group that we've created so special and so amazing. And I just thank you all of you who came up to us and introduced yourselves and just took time out of your BravoCon to let us know that you appreciate our account and what we're doing because like we laughed every day being like, wow, like it was almost like a pinch me moment. I can't believe that we've actually done this. And for two moms in the Midwest who thought like, let's just give this podcasting thing a whirl. It was really cool. And so thank you guys. Thank you so much for just kind of welcoming us in your lives. I feel like I'm going to cry now. That was, I mean, I, I, piggyback on everything that Abby just said. So thank you. I feel like this is a great way to wrap it up. Um, I feel like we've mentioned it all, but if we did miss anything, uh, DM us and we'll let you know. Uh, we're happy to answer it. Um, if we know the, ha- if we have an answer, I cannot talk. I'm so like touched by Abby. Um, <laughs> but if you guys want to continue to support us, please, please, please give us five stars or quick written review. Um, you can check out our Patreon as well, patreon.com slash Real Moms of Bravo. Um, we will be coming to you twice this week. So with this episode and then our typical recap episode, so that will be coming soon. So please check that out. Hi, I'm Allie Raisman. I've been living with migraine for a while. As an athlete and gymnast, I was taught to just power through the pain. Now I use Ubrelvi or Ubrojapan to treat my migraine attacks. As soon as I feel a migraine attack, I take Ubrelvi, which provides me with quick relief. Once I get relief, I go on with my day. 
I'm partnering with Ubrelvi to share my migraine story. Ubrelvi quickly stops migraine in its tracks within two hours without worrying where you are. Most people had quick pain relief within two hours. Ubrelvi treats migraine attacks in adults and is not for prevention. It's available by prescription only. Do not take Ubrelvi with strong CYP3A4 inhibitors. Tell your healthcare provider about all the medicines you take. Most common side effects are nausea and tiredness. My hope is that by sharing my migraine story and the relief I get from Ubrelvi, it can help someone else. Ask your doctor about Ubrelvi, the anytime, anywhere migraine medicine. Learn more at ubrelvi.com or call 844-4-U-B-R-E-L-V-Y. Sponsored by AbbVie.